Welcome to ICP with We. In the name of Disney's The Great Malenko, Pampering Your Palate, Big Ol' Sweatin' House, and the fourth episode of Things, this is our ongoing examination of the Insane Clown Posse. I'm Eric. I'm Aaron. And today, it's story time. This is My So-Called Juggalo Life, Chapter 4. Pampering your palate while somebody else tortures their taste buds. Will you cook for us? Yes, I will. Pampering your palate. I, I won't cook, but I have a, a great show. You brought your guy? Tortures their taste buds. Tortures their taste buds. And I don't want to see you ever again. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. I'm done with We're you. We're going to have to explain this Oh, that was fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to ICP with We. I don't know if you heard Eric say welcome to ICP with We. I think there is some stuff going on in the background uh, or something, but uh, I'm Aaron. This is Eric with me. We are here. It is episode 98 of this goddamn show. Can you believe it? Wow. 98. I can't believe it. Told uh, Betty White was 98 when she... uh, 99. Was she 99? Yeah, because oh, that's it was right, right she before was, she was her like weeks birthday. away from 100, yeah. Yeah, yeah. interesting that son of a bitch we're on like episode that, huh? 98 because by the end of today's story chapter, we will be in the year 1998. Hey, oh, isn't that fun? Isn't it? That is, I mean, listen, this is chapter four. We're going through 1998. It's going to be a good one. I can't yeah. wait for this, this, this chapter. Ain't it fun? Much like Kenobi chapter four. Hmm. I couldn't wait for this chapter. Yeah, well, I couldn't wait for it either. Hopefully, yeah. nobody feels any disappointment around this chapter, except for hope, all the people uh, in my life that were involved in the stories I'm about to tell. I hope that uh, later on in this chapter of your so-called Juggalo life, uh, snow speeders show up. I hope so, too. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they should <laughs> and will. Uh, yeah, we have a couple of things to talk about in this Oh, let's this talk. First up, we need to shout out the new Jiggles X Schmeave, Jiggles Cross Schmeave EP on Bandcamp. They recorded some really cool covers of David Bowie songs uh, for Pride Month and all of the benefits from the sales of these tracks is going to benefit the Trevor Project, which is really cool. Hell yeah. And they're confirmed bops. Bops. I and I'm I'm very honored Jiggles asked me to do some some backup vocals so you, you might hear a little bit of me on Rebel Rebel. And Ooh. also I helped out by building a cover for their some album art for their their project. But and I just want to let you know, Jiggles made our website his homepage. Oh, Jiggles. Yes. OK, good. We'll we'll note that at the end of the episode. Well, yes. Jiggles, actually, you get two shout outs today for that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you an official shout out now, but I'll, I'll I'll hit you at the end. Yeah, double shouts. Y'all, the contest is still going. If you'd like to make our website, www.icpww.com, your home browser on Do your it. work computer, on your smart fridge, on the smart fridge at Lowe's, uh, anywhere. On the Do it. computer at the library, once you're done looking up your porn. Go ahead and yeah, set after the your, uh, page. Yeah, after you rubbed one out in your overcoat, you fucking freak. <laughs> set it as your homepage, and we'll shout you out. Also, let us know uh, what porn you're watching. Uh, we won't shout that out, but I'm interested. Why not? Yeah, hopefully it was um, some gifts of whatever video game or anime character you like best, but in an NS. FW version uh, because the internet is so slow at the library. You're just trying to download one moving image. I look up Condoleezza Rice deep fakes. Oh man. I hope that's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely don't know if it is, but now I I feel like I need to find out. Hopefully Uh, you just spoke it into existence. Oh guys, I'll, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to look this up. I'm going to find this out, but I'm going to wait till after the episode. Cause I don't want to get horny. You know what I mean? <laughs> Please report back. Uh, we, I'll report next episode. How about that? Good, good. Uh, speaking of following up. So our last episode, we reviewed Season of the Pumpkin by House of Crazies. We yeah. got a lot of interesting information and feedback after that episode released. There is some some interesting dynamics and information at play. 
because this is not that episode, we will follow up on the next episode of Twisted With Us. We'll we'll touch on all of that feedback that we got. Uh, the one thing that I do want to follow up on, just because I keep forgetting, and nobody brought mm-hmm. it up, but I recently saw something about Rod Serling, the creator of The Twilight Zone, and I've realized that for my whole life, and in our Mr. Bones episode, I've always thought his name was Rod Sterling with a T in there, but it's not. It's Serling. So if you listen to that episode and you're like, this fucking idiot doesn't know, doesn't know Rod Serling's last name. I didn't. I just I've never seen it really or or noticed it that way. I just I had no idea. But yes, now we Eric. Listen, went over my head, too. You're good. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I did not even I didn't even blink twice about it. Well, I blank thrice. So there's um, that. Uh, but look for look for follow ups and information about our season of the pumpkin episode in our next House of Crazies review. That is going to be exciting. That's two weeks from now. It's three weeks from now. Three weeks from now. Yeah, that's three weeks from now. Because we have a special Fun. special episode coming. Ooh, a story time. It is story time. It is story time. Follow ups from previous story times. I still haven't heard back from Debbie. That's okay. Mm. Uh, totally fine. Last episode, I talked about going to Cleveland to see ICP for the first time with my friends. And Robbie and I were talking about the pictures. I did post a bunch of pictures from that day in the Discord, but one image is notably missing. And I know that there are others that are missing too. And it's the group shot with Leech's dick. I know it's missing. I know it's out there though. I know it's somewhere out there. Uh, so I did reach out to my friend Jay to see if he has the other pictures. And he was like, yeah, I got a big box of pictures. I'll look through them at some point. I don't know if he'll ever get to it. Maybe we'll see. I don't know if he has it though. Listen, hashtag release the leech dick cut. <laughs> get it, it trending. It is cut or uncut. I don't know. No, yeah. it's, it's cut. <laughs> okay. Leech. Our circumcised king, <laughs> I will see your dick in the Maybe. form of this photo. Maybe. Gosh, it would be so weird if this got back to him and he'd be like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, what the, he's, he's, he's like a accountant now. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? He's like a grade school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Like, fuck. What if he's a politician or something? Oh, my God. Anyway. get some money for that picture if that's the case. He's a priest now. Fuck yeah. Whipping his dick out at ICP shows. <laughs> uh, okay. My so-called juggalo life, chapter four. I'm I, I'm going to issue a warning. I'm going to cover a lot in this episode. Most of two years, actually. There's a lot of life changes that happen. I'm going to move through stuff quickly. I hope it all makes sense and it doesn't feel too rambly. Understandable. All right. So chapter four. We left off on the morning of Sunday, April 6th, 1997. We had just Sunday, gotten Sunday. right. We we had gotten back from Cleveland after seeing ICP for the first time. Uh, that was less than two months from high school graduation from me. High school sucked. Like I didn't I, I didn't like high mm. school. I didn't do well. I even though I had some friends, I, you know, I, I kind of struggled with fitting in socially and stuff like a lot of people do. And as we discussed in 10th and 11th grade, uh, I got pretty derailed. I, I don't know how I passed those grades at all. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. But in 12th grade, I was back in therapy and treatment yet again. And I was on all the Adderall and the antidepressants, which had two effects on me. Either I was in full on zombie mode or I was in OCD overdrive, like obsessing over strange thoughts and doing things that didn't make sense, acting like a crazy person. Either way, that combination somehow translated to me getting straight A's in my 12th grade year. I don't know how. It's a thing that happened. But 12th grade went a little bit better for me. I even, you know, started to make some casual friends and acquaintances with people outside my friends groups, like some of the more popular preppy kids. I was still dating Christy. I was hanging out with my friends and I was just at that point looking forward to summer and being done with school forever. We also knew at this point that a new ICP album was coming soon, which was pretty cool. Mm. So our last day of school was at the beginning of June. And although I, I didn't skip school a lot and I didn't cut class a lot every once in a while, you know, 
But on the last day of school that year, a whole group of us just skipped. We were like, what are they going to do? It doesn't even matter. It was basically most of the same crew, probably six or seven of us that went to that ICP show in Cleveland, plus a few other friends. And we just kind of fucked around, rampaged through town, being mm. stupid, doing stuff that probably would get us arrested or in trouble. But it was all in good fun. I, I have some pictures from that day. And as a matter of fact, I posted a picture of Leech from that day in our Discord. Oh, I don't yeah, know. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You saw it. Yeah. So I saw the photo. It's gra- not the part of Leech I wanted to see, but hey, we'll get there. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe we never will. But graduation came and went. Uh, it was a big deal, but it also wasn't a big deal. I remember walking up to get my diploma and the principal whose office I had been in many times. I even got suspended once uh, said something like, can you believe it? I thought it would never happen. Like, like as I was getting my diploma and walking across the stage, which was kind of funny, but also fuck her because she was evil. But yeah, I was done with school. Yay. And I didn't really have a plan. My family didn't have a lot of money. So my mom gave me an ultimatum. She was like, and this seemed reasonable at the time. I mean, in the town that I was from, you had a couple of options. Either you had enough money to go to school or you get a job or you go into the military. That's it. That's that's what you could do at that point. Right. Um, so my mom said, either you get a full-time job or you go to college and figure out a way to pay for it on your own because we can't pay for it. So I applied to local colleges knowing I didn't have money to go to any out-of-town schools or anything. And yeah. I thought maybe I could get into an art program and that would be pretty cool. So I applied at a nearby school where some of my friends went. But my grades and record from 10th and 11th grade were so bad, they didn't want me. Like, literally right. just weren't interested. Uh, I also applied to the same college that Christy was going to. She got to go to school for free because her mom worked for the school. And they accepted me, but only under the terms that I go to their satellite campus, which was like a one building, like, out in the country little thing. And mm. I was like, oh, okay, fine. So that was cool. Also, around that time, I joined another band. And this was an odd situation because my friends, Joe and Dave and Chris, who I knew from school, they were all a year older than me, but they were the people that I hung out with most of the time. They had been in this joke band for years. They made goofy songs about poop and stuff, and people kind of knew about them. And this band I joined was with them, but it was a side project to the goofy band. It was a serious band that was a side project to their joke band, which is usually not. It usually works the opposite way, but. Either way, and this sounds ridiculous, we were a a dual vocalist rap hardcore like thrash hybrid group. Hell yeah. <laughs> this was before rap metal was really a thing. And a lot of hardcore bands were like, oh, yeah, we're we're introducing like hip hop and, and rap like elements into our music because that's cool because there was just this huge crossover of those scenes. And so our idea was not as stupid as it sounds now. And we weren't good. The band was stupid because we weren't good. And it was our fault because we never made an effort to focus in and be good or learn our shit or whatever. But we had fun doing it. We played a lot of cool shows with a lot of cool bands. Like, I I have to think that we're playing fucking One King Down and bands like this. And they're like, who the fuck are these guys? They suck. (laughs) But honestly, our first show ended up uh, getting us in a lot of trouble with the scene. Because it was a huge show and all the big local hardcore bands were there, all the cool kids. Most of them were people that we knew and we were friendly with. But we walked into this show without having fully written songs or lyrics. We didn't even have a name. As we were walking out the door to go to this first show, we looked down at the table and it had two comic books on it. One was The Darkness. The other was The Tenth. And we were like, all right, our name is either The Darkness or The Tenth. And I don't know why we picked the 10th, because the darkness is clearly a better name as evidenced oh, yeah. by that band that has the song, I believe, in a thing called love. But <laughs> anyway, we played this show, fumbled through it, being stupid, like practically joking. But for some reason, the local news crew showed up to report on this big show that was going on, which is not a normal thing that happens. And I don't know if the organizers... Uh-huh clued them in and were like, hey, you should come out and cover this because they were always trying to grow the scene and stuff. But for some reason, they showed up during our set, filmed us playing. And on the news that night, it was footage of us. 
And from what I hear, some of the other bands and the organizers and the people in the scene that like pull strings were not super stoked on that. So mm, it definitely right. limited us because people didn't want they're like, no, we're not giving that band any any chances they don't get to play shows fuck them and it's not um, like y'all were like oh please put us on the news no like, no it just happened to you yeah no. um but again it was our first show we were a crappy hybrid band that definitely didn't vibe with some of the other bands that were cool at the time so i don't really blame them because fuck us but anyway that's my shoot stupid stuff Let, let's get on to the good stuff that brings us up to we're in June. It's June. I'm in the band. June. I'm out of school. Uh, I don't have shit going on, but ICP has a new album coming. So by this time, we are keeping an eye on ICP's website and the album was starting to show up in advertisements and on release lists at stores and things. Not that there was a lot of marketing, but obviously we were looking for this stuff. So uh, it was on a Tuesday, which is when the standard release day for music used to be. June 24th, 1997, Malenko drops. And I would swear it was earlier than that because for some reason I have vivid memories of looking inside the album booklet and comparing it to my friends at school. But there's no way. We were not in school on the 24th, so we must have been somewhere else. But I and all my friends picked up our copies on day one. And I've been trying to like think through this, and I'm fairly certain that... I went to a midnight release at Record Country because Debbie used to do midnight releases on days when a bunch of big albums would come out and stuff. And I'm almost positive that's how I got this one. I remember vaguely waiting outside at literal midnight to get my copy. My memory's a little hazy there, but I'm pretty sure that's right. That day, the second Sugar Ray album came out, Floored, and so did The Mollusk by Ween and a couple of other things. Now, I say that and you're like, you know, fucking Sugar Ray, but there's... Their first two albums are kind of like punky metal with rap and funk elements mixed in. And that second album was the one that had Fly on it. The one song that sounded like that, that then became the template for everything they would release after that. Everything that they would do. Yeah. But before that, I remember me and my friends liked Sugar Ray and stuff. So I think that would give her enough reason to be like, oh, look, there's a few bands that people like. I should do it. So I think that's why. I ended up getting it early, but I ended up getting the gold version because of that dope shiny foil cover, which was really cool. And I remember comparing it with my friends to see if the colors made any difference because there was these different colored album covers. From what we could tell, there was no difference. And I still don't think there was. I think there's a difference in the print inside the album cover, but I, I don't think so. But I think we knew right away that Malenko was something cool and special, like it was every bit as good as the previous stuff we we already liked, but it was also different. Like, not dramatically different, but different enough. Like, you could tell that there was so much more put behind the production of this thing. Yeah. And it 100% was the soundtrack to our summer. And this was, again, a summer where I didn't have a job. I'd quit my job at the newspaper office earlier this year and kind of went scorched earth because I got pissed off with them. I I didn't have school. I just had my friends and Christy and a new band. And it felt like I had the whole world and life ahead of me. So things were cool. So we would drive around, hang out and listen to the great Malenko. And then all of a sudden, Malenko and ICP are showing up on the news, which was weird. I Insane. I don't remember how I first heard, but I think I saw it on TV or... Maybe one of my friends saw it on TV and said something about it. But as we all know, Disney, the parent company of Hollywood Records, the label that released the album, freaked out and had the album pulled from shelves within hours of its release. And it was on the news. We were like, what the fuck? This little group that we've been listening to for the past couple of years are on the like legit, actual, real, like mom and dad and grandma and grandpa are seeing it news. Which yeah, like was the crazy. news that like would get brought up at the dinner table by yeah, not like the local news. Yeah, which was so strange to us. Uh, but I remember going out to the mall after all that shit went down in the next day or two. And NRM still had copies in stock because either they didn't get the memo to pull them or they refused to. So I remember picking up another copy. It was a green one. I kept it sealed and I never opened it. 
I just kept it sealed and I fucking wish I still had it. But when I sold all my CDs and ICP shit in the mid 2000s, I sold that as well. And it bums me out. Mm, but yeah. Anyway, I don't think that whole situation affected us at all. We already had our CDs. We were bumping the fuck out of it at the time. And I, I think we actually kind of liked that they pulled it from the stores. We were like, that's kind of cool. You know, fuck that. Like, that's oh, yeah, given that, them some. That's like some fucking cred. dope. Right. That gives, oh, gives us a lot of cred. Yeah. 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 So we just, you know, went on doing our thing. And again, in the summer of just chilling and listening to Great, great Malenko, I spent a lot of days, most of my days at Christy's house. Now, her mom worked. She had her own stuff going on. She's just pretty hands off. So most of the time she wasn't even there. Christy and I just had our run of the house. So we would just hang out yeah. there and chill. We would sit in her room and watch movies or listen to music and stuff. And I remember so vividly my friend Tom letting me borrow his copy of Strangle Mania. I don't know where the fuck he got it, but he found one somewhere. And we didn't know really what it was except for having seen clips of it at the show. I mean, he might've bought it at the show actually, now that I think of it, but mm. we sat it and watched it in her room, laughing hysterically, just in disbelief at what we were seeing. We now, I know you haven't seen strangle mania yet, but Jay and Shaggy take on these personas of Guido and 3d uh -huh. and do just the most ridiculous commentary. Most of it is ad-libbed and it's hilarious for all these Japanese extreme wrestling matches. Right. Not only had we not seen the deathmatch wrestling stuff with the thumbtacks and things really yet, but also ICP giving their commentary over it was hilarious. It was just pure oh, comedy sure. for yeah. us. Yeah. And, um, uh, we fucking loved it. And it just, it immediately became a thing that like you had to see even people that like were our friends that I don't think cared about ICP. We were like copying it and people were trading around and watching it. So I showed my friends in the band who I don't think disliked ICP or anything, but I don't think they were as into it as we were, but they did yeah. love wrestling and they were fucking obsessed with strangle mania. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Letting them watch Strangle Mania led to two things. Dave, our guitarist, ended up recording like a weird side project tape just in his room alone that was like goofy. But there are two characters in Strangle Mania, the Mushroom Brothers. Mushroom Boys. Ponderosa and Sweden House, named after like buffet restaurants. Ponderosa versus Sweden House. Did you see Ponderosa coming in and pounding the fuck out of that fat? He was attempting to call this tape Sweden House, but he misheard it as Sweet In House, like Sweeten, like Jody Sweeten or like Sweet Flavor, but he couldn't spell. So on the tape, he wrote S-W-E-A-T-I-N apostrophe house, Sweatin House. <laughs> um, and... Joe, the other vocalist, and I fucking thought that was hilarious as fuck, which led to us then later creating a side band intentionally called Sweatin' House. But right. Uh, it's funny. So anyway, that was that. The Hell other yeah. thing it led to is this. Uh, our band somehow I don't I think I just called him up and, and asked, but we got booked to record with Minor Production Studios, which is where all the coolest hardcore bands in town, like bands that we looked up to and thought were like so cool, where they yeah. recorded. Bands that were putting out CDs and stuff that we listened to all the time. And I guess one of the other bands that we knew was recording with him at the time. And when he got the the message from us, I guess he asked them, like, should I work with these guys? Are they weird? Like, what's the deal with them? Because we were weird. And I guess uh -huh. this other band was like, no, they're cool. Go for it. <laughs> so he said yes. And we thought that was amazing. But oh, yeah. we got there and it just ended up being a dude in his garage with like uh, the 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 blankets you use to like when you're moving to wrap stuff like hit hanging on the walls yeah. and an eight track reel to reel old school recorder. But. We didn't give a fuck because for four days in August, we were recording an album and the album fucking sucks. 
We did not have our songs figured out. We were mostly writing in the studio while we were recording. The guitars are out of tune at points. We didn't have good gear, so the guitar tone is shit. ICP sample from Strangle Mania at the end of one of our songs. We actually had two. And I'd be less than a man if I didn't admit you kicked my fucking ass. I'm a big puss. Look at my face. My face is ridded with the scars of your fist. But here's the coolest thing about that. Mark Miner, the guy that owned the studio and that was recording for us, had recorded with tons of bands. He heard all the coolest shit and whatever. But laying the sample into the end of that track, he was so pleased, like smiling and laughing. And I remember him putting the sample in and playing it back and just turning to us with a huge smile on his face. And he goes, that's fucking awesome. Which uh, we were fucking stoked on that. We were like, yeah, we fucking did it. I mean, it didn't matter that the rest of the album was terrible, but that one moment on it was really cool. Yeah, that's really cool, Eric. We actually had two. We had one at the end of a song, and then we had a hidden track. Of course, we have a hidden track that was of course. two samples from Strangle Mania spliced together. You sure came out on top in that one. Excellent. The winds of fortune were with me, my friend. The winds of fortune. And the fire that burns in my heart. Fire in your heart. Uh-huh. Oh, you, you come from Sonora, Mexico. Yes, my friend. And you wear a mask. That I do, David. That I do. What the fuck is that? I can't believe what I just seen. This shit, shit's so stupid and whack. Just to uh, just interject. Yes, I think yes. it's funny that people... Like when you're a young kid in a band and you go to record as somebody that you like know has recorded because this same exact experience happened to me mm -hmm. uh, where you you're like, oh, my God, this person recorded, you know, all these bands that are so cool. Maybe they'll record us. Really, it's just some fucking you're right. It's just some fucking guy. It is a garage because uh, the first album I ever recorded when I was a dumb kid was a guy that recorded a bunch of local bands and we're like, Oh, this is dope. Like we're we booked time with this guy. Like we saved up the money. This is so sick. And it, it's, he was, it was his shed. <laughs> it was just his shed at the back of his property. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking cool. But it's funny that like, I feel like that's a pretty, a pretty like universal experience is building up like your first studio time. Yeah, well, in I mean, head, and it just being like, and and every experience we had was like that. So when we recorded the first Hollowed Out uh, album, it yeah. was in a pole barn with a little like studio room set up in Haslett. Like, okay, the yeah. second one was the same place, but dude had like a like an RV. And on the inside, it was set up for recording so he could go anywhere and record. But like the drums were out in the pole barn and then we sat inside the little RV with him. And then, fuck, we when we recorded the last two hollowed out albums, now they were mixed out off site, but they were fucking in a bedroom. We recorded in a bedroom at somebody's house because he had all the gear set up and that's just where we recorded. Um, oh, yeah. Cody rocks. He, he does great engineer work, but like 
Yeah, we've I've never I mean, okay, I take it back. I have recorded in big professional studios, but every time we've done that, it was voice work. And it was either I'm not not just saying it was all me doing the voice work, but like I've recorded in professional studios as a producer with other people doing voice work. But I've also done it. So like I've never recorded a band in one of the like the when you see in a movie or on TV with the big board and the. Oh, no. Yeah, I I don't think that exists. Oh, it does. Like I've got millions. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't think it'll ever exist for me. Everything I've ever done has been. Yeah. Bedroom, garage something like that i mean jojo's with every all all the stuff that i record with Ballista was with jojo who uh you know lives out in la now but that was just his you know bedroom in arlington yeah you know uh sex tape bedroom in denton yeah well that's and it was interesting because that first experience going to this guy's house who was a professional studio in our relatively small town like he eventually yeah. stopped doing bands to focus on commercial work. He would record um, stuff for television commercials and things like that. Mm. But I think that that let me know right away that I'm like, fuck, I can do this shit at home. I We can do yeah. this. If, if he can do it, we can do it, you know? And so I would start just recording music at home eventually and things because I realized you could. But anyway, it was cool to go do that. And for us, it was giant news like that was big news oh i'm sure yeah i still have some of the tapes Ooh, yeah but anyway that was august of 97 and the other thing that happened in august of 97 was that icp signed with island and re-released the great malenko with three extra songs and I remember buying a copy of it and being out with Christy and my friend John from the band that night. And we were down at the public dock. What was called the public dock when I was a kid. I think they call it Dobbins Landing now. And I think that it's been like that for like 20 or 30 years. But anyway, that's a spot in Erie where people would hang out or like uh, on summer nights on the weekend, like everybody would drive their cars down there and park and you could like drive out onto the dock, which was sort of like a pier that went out into the water, but like you could drive and then it looped around at the end. You could drive back up. And so like people would do like their, Oh, here's my cool car and I'm going to blast my music and drive by and everybody else would like be parked and chilling out there whatever this night. It was kind of late. There wasn't a lot of people down there or anything. We were just hanging out, talking, but John was skating and we were just, you know, doing our thing. And I remember getting in the car to leave. And as we were driving up the hill to leave, the song Under the Moon came on for the first time. And I remember Mm. just being so struck by it at that moment. Like, it felt so incredibly out of place to me. Like, why was there suddenly a different song on this album I've already been listening to for two months? I also remember how awesome the song was. Like, just the weight of the song because it's a very serious heavy song but it was a clear night and the moon was high in the sky and it was a very weird moment to be listening to that song then as we drove up state street we got further into the album a few more songs went by and we heard boogie woogie woo and then the ned game and i i so remember hearing this i actually remember the first time i heard the ned game like the intersection we were stopped at as it was like playing at the corner of state street and the state street by the Warner theater, just thinking how funny this song was, <laughs> but also it was just so, so strange to hear new songs on this album and not knowing the whole story that these had been removed from the original recording, just because I mean, that stuff we found out later I thought these were new tracks that were recorded and added for the re-release. Like, oh, well, we're going to put the album out again. We're going to record some new songs to put on it to give you a reason to buy it again. But even though I think these songs are objectively great songs and they make the album better, even after all these years, it still feels weird for me to hear the island version with those extra songs. They still feel like the extra and new songs to me just because I got used to that first version, which is weird. Right. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Because for most people, I mean, I think for a lot of people, I shouldn't say for most people, for a lot of people, that's the only version they've ever heard. You know, they they didn't yeah. get used to it, but it's still funny for me. But I, I I probably overplay how small our, it's not a small town. I mean, our, our town had about 100,000 people in it, which is 
small in comparison to any major metropolitan area, but it's also not a, you know, 2000 people in the middle of nowhere, completely isolated from the world. It's a relatively right. small town close to three or four bigger towns. Right. But our world was small. You know, we lived in that town with a small town mentality, a small group of friends with a pretty small view of the world. And because most of us had barely ever left Erie, except to you know maybe go at a concert at a nearby city or go to Niagara Falls or Cedar Point yeah, on a summer trip. away or yeah. a couple hours away. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I guess I'd been to Florida. We went to Disney World once when I was a kid. Right. So by this point, everything in the world still seemed pretty big and distant or maybe not even real. Like I I had no thoughts in my mind that I was ever going to get outside of Erie. And most people that I know really didn't. When you heard about people taking big trips or going to other countries, that seemed so just like a a concept that was completely foreign to me. Foreign. Yeah. 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 Uh, All we knew was our immediate surroundings. We just knew our little world and we didn't realize how much exposure ICP was getting because of this whole Hollywood and Malenko thing. Uh, we were used to liking also. I mean, I think this is a big part of it. We were very used to liking bands that no matter how big they got to us, they always stayed kind of underground and independent and never got mainstream big. And although ICP clearly wasn't getting radio play or any attention on MTV, something had clearly changed with them because right. I remember being in the car and my little sister who was in ninth grade and who at the time and still now basically just likes very accessible mainstream music and TV and movies and everything like that. She's wonderful, but never was into like underground independent music or anything like that. If it was on the radio, fine. Outside that, she probably didn't know about it. Was talking about the great Malenko and listening to it. Her and her friends were listening to it. And then like, I, I have a picture of her with her face painted like Violent J. And I was like, okay, something has changed here because I didn't do this. She got this on her own. Right. Like Hmm. ICP was clearly not our secret little cool band anymore. They were now something that a decidedly more mainstream audience was aware of. And that, that was, that was the thing that clued me. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. They have officially blown TF up. Right. As kids would say it these days, of course. Right, right. And the kids back then also were noting that they had blown TF up. Oh, good. So that brought us to the fall. Um, it was September. I started college. Uh, it was a tiny one building campus in Northeast PA. That's the name of the city, not the, the location. The name of the city is Northeast. It's a tiny town about three miles from the confusing. New York border. Right. It's like West Texas. Like, West yeah. is the name of a city. Yeah, that's true. We do have a city called West. Yes. What exactly. the fuck, people? Right. And it's kind of in central Texas. It's not even in West Texas. No, but, it's not. But and and honestly, in the most northeast corner of Pennsylvania is where this little grouping of cities is. So northeast is pretty accurate. It, it It's in the right place. So I, it was I mean, I guess northeast was probably. 10, 15 minutes from where I lived. And uh, again, like three, three and a half miles from the New York state border. Uh, school was weird, man. I didn't know anybody there. And I, it wasn't really where I really wanted to be. It was it was as good as I could get. It was something, right? It was uh, checking the box, appeasing my parents and going, I did the thing you asked for because I have to, right? And yeah, yeah. The only saving grace was that I was going to school for art, which was cool. That was exciting for me right up until it wasn't because I started school and I had no fucking art classes on my schedule. It was all general education. Mm. And I was like, what's with this? And they're like, oh, well, art classes will come eventually. But for now, you have to do this. And most of these general education classes were like at or below the level of classes I'd already taken in high school. And I fucking hated it. So two weeks in, I quit. I didn't even talk to my mom about it. I just quit. And she was like, well, what the fuck? What's your plan? And I I remember talking to the guys in the band and them being like, well, just come with us. It's like, what? Well, 
Joe from the band and my friend Jay that went to that first ICP show and who introduced the jocks uh-huh. to ICP and one of my oldest friends from high school one of one of the people that I would consider to be probably one of my only friends through a lot of high school and one of the people that introduced me to punk and ska and hardcore his name was Dicky uh, all three of them were enrolled at the Art Institute of Pittsburgh and their classes started in October so I had like two maybe three weeks to figure out how the fuck to get into school with them <laughs> So I have no idea how, probably because I had no other option. My parents probably should have just said, well, fuck you, get a job. You know, you you don't want to go to school, get a job. Then just get a job. Right. But I somehow convinced my mom and my friend and my friend's parents that I, I should go to school with them and that we should all get a house together. And everybody agreed. And I remember my mom driving me down to the art institute to talk to them and I walked in and I was like, I want to be a comic book illustrator. And they're like, well, we don't have we don't have a major for that. So instead, you should go into computer animation, which was like a new thing. And I was like, do I get to draw? And they're like, oh, yeah, you'll draw all the time, which was mostly a lie. Uh, But (laughs) three weeks later, I lived in a house in Pittsburgh with my friends. Amazing. Yeah, life, I, life comes at you fast. Uh, that one really did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the other sure. cool thing is the Art Institute couldn't give half a fuck about my grades or my past or my portfolio. They're like, you're going to pay for this shit, which I was able to do because somehow I don't know where the hustle came from, but I, I managed to get enough grants and scholarships to pay for almost all of my schooling. Nuts. Yeah, no, it's, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. So fuck it. There I was. I was there. Uh, it was a hard decision to leave Erie and move away mm-hmm. because Christy was there. And part of the reason I'm that sure, yeah. I wanted to go to a school locally is so that, you know, we could stay there. But I, we managed our long distance relationship pretty well most of the time. Uh, plus, Joe and I were still in the band and all of our families were back in Erie. Um, our our other friend, Chris, Dickie's cousin, ended up moving in with us, too. So there was four of us living there and Jay eventually moved in with us. So between the four and five of us, almost every weekend, somebody was going back to Erie so I could catch a ride and go back almost any time, which was cool. Right. Yeah. One time when I was back, though. And I'm pretty sure we are back on Christmas break. I remember hanging out with some friends in our friend's basement. She, it was actually the person's house. It was was a girl I, I had dated and was one of Christie's best friends. And also th- this girl was also dating one of my friends at the time. But we were just chilling in her basement watching MTV and talking. And a weird thing came on the TV. It was a documentary about ICP on MTV called Amazing. The Shockumentary. So I actually saw just randomly, I was in the right place at the right time with the TV on, and we saw Shockumentary when it originally aired in December of 97, which was a really weird thing. That's crazy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, I liked college. We were broke. Uh, we didn't have any money, like a lot of college, but I mean, like, I don't know. We used to go up to Foodland on Broadway and Beachview and buy dollar frozen pizzas, store brand mac and cheese and two liters of Fago. And that's what we ate. And we kind of lived that way for a good part of those years. And somehow we still didn't have money. Uh, So I, I tried to get jobs. I did telemarketing for a while and my jobs as a telemarketer, one of them was cold calling people and asking them to sign up for credit cards. (laughs) like asking for all their personal information. Yeah. The other one was calling people who had previously been members of CD clubs. Remember, remember the CD and tape clubs? Oh yeah. And trying to get them to sign back up and promising them however many free CDs or whatever. (laughs) I fucking hated it. It was such a high pressure job. (laughs) Uh, Another job. I, I don't know why. I think I just needed money and we were at station square and there was a store hiring. So I took the job They didn't even care. They hired me. It was at a fucking sports store. But halfway through my first day, they left me alone in the store and I didn't know how to do anything. So I just quit and left. As Um, you should, because those jobs always are bullshit. Right. Eventually, I got a job at the record exchange in Dormont, which is a now it's called the exchange. There's a chain of them. It's just regional up in that area, which was dope. We used to go there all the time. And I I think I just kept hounding them to hire me and they finally did. I eventually got Joe hired there as well. But not Hell only yeah. did they carry music and movies and video games, but I got anything at cost that I wanted to buy. And I can't tell you how many times 
I basically oh, cost. Right, right, right. Oh, that's sick. And so they yeah. did, you know, new and pre-owned. So a lot of times CDs were two and three dollars. Yeah. So uh, same goes with games and stuff like that. But there were so many days I I played or listened to my dinner, you know, like instead of spending money on food, I was buying CDs and shit. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say that job and I ended up working at record stores for the next several years and things. But that is how I heard and found out about a lot of new music, either from other people that worked there introducing me or just CDs would come in and I'd go, oh, let me get that. That's how I got Season yeah, of the Pumpkin. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, Season oh, of yeah. the Pumpkin came in and I'm like, this looks like a thing I want to listen to. That's how I heard Half Breed. That's how I first heard bands like Disembodied and stuff like that. It's also how we were able to afford Nintendo 64 games. We played a lot of four-person WCW back in the Sweat and House days. So Hell yeah. that was good times. Also in college, I made a lot of new friends. Obviously, being in a band and playing shows, uh, hardcore kids always tend to find each other. And so we made some of those friends. But we also met other people that were into ICP, including a bunch of kids from Detroit. Because again, Artist to Pittsburgh was... I don't know, probably five hours from Detroit, six hours from Detroit, something like that. And it was probably not even that far. Less than four and a half hours. But like one of the people I met from Detroit was one of my best friends at the time, Pete, who ended up being in a band with me for a while there called Beyond These Bodies. Uh, One of the people from Detroit, Jeff, they call him Monkey Tits because... I think his last name rhymed with that in some way. It was like a <laughs> like a like a Polish kind of last name, but he fucking Markowitz, loved ICP. I'm thinking, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, but he fucking loved ICP. He was all about them. Fucking grew up with them, and all of the other like Isham and Kid. He was actually the first person to let me hear Kid Rock. He had Grit Sandwiches for Breakfast was the album that he had. I also remember this other kid from Detroit. He also had grit sandwiches for breakfast, which is a perfect way to start your day. Maybe he did. But uh, I remember this very distinct moment with another. There was these two kids that were like really, really into rap. Like they they were all about underground. What's underground? You know, even though most of that stuff was pretty mainstream. Like, you know, you look at Wu-Tang, you look at some of that stuff. I, I guess to them. That was what was so cool. But I remember him. I was sitting in class and we were talking about things and just fucking hating on ICP talking about, you know, oh, I'm from Detroit. And I remember when they first started out, they were like really scary and cool. Like back when Ringmaster came out. Now they're so fucking stupid and goofy. They're total sellouts. Like Mm -hmm. there was definitely a divide there, which was a really interesting thing to me. Yeah. But, uh. I I mean, I wouldn't say those kids were my specifically close friends or anything, just people that we talk to sometimes. But Jeff, he loved ICP. So he became a a fast friend for like me and Jay and stuff. And we we would talk to him about ICP all the time. And anyway, uh, we got through the year of 1997 and 1998 was coming around. I remember being at a very out of control New Year's party that year. In, in that same person's basement where we saw Shockumentary, but Joe from the band got so drunk, he was like walking around quoting the Ultimate Warrior. He, he became convinced his mom was going to be mad if he didn't get home soon because he was out too late. And he was like, man, I can't find my keys and my shoes are gone. Can I borrow your shoes so I can get home so I don't get in trouble and all this stuff? But that's off off track. Moving into 98, Psychopathic and ICP continued to grow. That momentum from 1997 carried and they got bigger and bigger. And as we got into 1998, we started to see new artists on Psychopathic, which was interesting. I remember getting that first Twisted album, Most Tasteless, on CD and also Misery's Parallel Isla on CD. And I remember listening to them while I was in the computer labs at school and working. And I fucking loved Most Tasteless. I have like... These these vivid snapshot memories of sitting and listening to Most Tasteless and Parallel Isla while I would work on projects at school. And I remember letting my friend John Boy, who was just the coolest, like fun. Everybody loved John Boy. He actually 
went on to have an extremely successful career doing animation, art, and visual effects. He worked on the Lizzie McGuire TV show doing all the animated sequences. He did TV Funhouse animated stuff on Saturday Night Live. Eventually, he started doing like special effects for like Marvel, the Marvel Netflix shows and stuff like that and some big movies. But back then, he was just John Boy, a fun Puerto Rican kid from New York who listened to a lot of rap. And he was actually the first person to ever introduce me to Jay-Z. He was talking about Jay-Z, and that was the first time ever. Anyway, hmm. I let him listen to that Misery CD, thinking he would think it's cool, and he did not seem very impressed by it. Dang. It was, that was not his thing. Oof. I also remember that year, Forgotten Freshness, Volumes 1 and 2 coming out, and going to my Detroit homie Jeff's dorm to listen to it, and I remember us laughing about Willie Bubba. I remember him playing it on his stereo and us laughing about it. it like, ICP got so big that I remember that year hearing Santa's a fat bitch on the X, the like mainstream radio station oh, on Christmas. yeah. Like, on yeah. the regular fucking radio. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself because... That brings us to the fall of 1998, which is where this chapter of the story Ooh. will end. Because in the next chapter, I'm talking about How the Wicked 1998. Let's go to the show. God, I'm excited for that. It's a good one. Oh, it's going to be great. That's that's basically a year and a half's worth of time. I guess we went we went from April happened. Yeah, April ninety seven to the fall of ninety-eight ish. A lot of stuff happened in your life, a lot of stuff happened in ICP's lives. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying when I tell stories like this one, like today's episode. I I question, I'm like, do people give a fuck what's going on in my life? So I try to say, okay, here's what's going on in my life. Now, here's how it related to ICP. Here's how ICP and psychopathic records were a part of what was going on in my life at that time. Right. And, and hopefully all of those dots connect and it doesn't seem like I'm just talking about stuff that doesn't matter. Uh, there's probably a lot more I could have touched on, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully... People think this is interesting. It's still weird to talk about myself, but. Understandable. Understandable. No, I, I think that you related everything back to ICP well. It was a very nice, clean, concise story, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing too I heavy can't or wait crazy. For part five. The S in so called can be a five. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, or that's we could do like that, yeah. chapter the number five IVE. Does that work? You can't do that. Yeah. I. I it could probably work. Let's not. Let's not you know do what? that. Let's spell it out in English. In English? F-I-V-E? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. We'll do that. Yeah. Why not? We'll spell the whole thing out in English. We won't put any fucking numbers in there. Fuck numbers. Are numbers not in English? I guess those are Arabic. Are they? Yeah, Arabic numerals. That's what we use. Oh, well, there you go. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Don't tell conservatives they'd be pissed. Um, <laughs> uh, Aaron, I can't <laughs> wait until we get to Aaron's so-called juggalo life. Oh, yeah. Where we just recap <laughs> when we started this podcast up until yeah. whatever the current episode yeah. is. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it would be OK. Check this out. I got high. I tweeted a joke. Eric texted me about making it a real thing. It started happening. I started listening to ICP. It was a lot of fun. We met some cool people. Condoleezza Rice got into the mix. <laughs> Grits got into the mix. We started having our own jargon for breakfast foods. Yeah. You're caught up. That's it. Now you're here. Now you're here. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. And you know what? That little snippet could even be like a episode 101 is just a, a clip show of our podcast just to reset just to reset people to you know okay listen if if we hit episode 101 and and you've never listened to an episode just start at 101 because we're just starting the podcast <laughs> we're just rebooting the franchise we're just rebooting the franchise <laughs> how about this like, instead when we get to season six uh we we've already i, I don't know if we've announced this or talked about it we're gonna do one one songs we still missed episode we'll also do one Aaron's 
story time episode where you tell from when you were a kid and first heard about ICP, even though we've talked about some of these things up until present, we'll have two special episodes. I like that. You know what? I like that. Perfect. One of them's going to be pretty short, but I like that. Yeah. Which one will be short? The songs we still missed or your story time? Probably my story time. Oh, okay. uh, although I got, I, I, I got some stories. I got oh, some you stories. Got stories. I can relate. I can relate like my music stuff. A you know bit how to tell to, stories. You know, I can tell stories. I can tell a tall tale. Tall tales told heroically. She got the best you know, of what I'm waiting for. Exactly. I still, I'm still in the same boat where uh, episode 101, we get our brains lobotomized. We forget everything about ICP and we start over. Couldn't we just listen to everything that we had put out already? And that would just bring us back to where we are. Well, I just want to like a never ending loop of, you know what I mean? Like 101 is just the same as episode one where we, we don't even review anything. We just talk about what the show is going to be. Oh, okay. Before we get there though, we should probably talk about episodes 99 and a hundred. Those are going to be some fun episodes. Yeah. I'm very excited. So, okay. So episode 99, we're going to be reviewing ICP songs. We missed volume four. That is a volume four F O U R because we don't use numbers in this podcast anymore. <laughs> we've, we've the swung, next, we've gone from one extreme to yeah. the other. Yeah. Yeah. There's no middle ground for us. The next episode after that will be our 100th episode. That is O N E H U N D E R E T H. I think I spelled that wrong. <laughs> episode <laughs> celebration with special guests, none other than Juggalo Judgment, the JJ Boys. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, we have things planned for that episode. We're not going to tell you what it is, but trust me, I think it's going to be interesting. You're not going to want to miss it. Spoiler alert: the JJ Boys are giving us our lobotomies for episode 101 live on episode 100 at the very end so that's what uh that's what you got to look forward to you know what's funny i don't even think that the jj boys have any idea what we have in store they have no clue what they they have no clue what we have in store for them no clue and i've been throwing them off the scent oh have you have you been lying to them telling them things that are real so i'm like hey guys like no, no, like, you know, no relation at all. But like, you know, what's your like head size, you know, for a hat? What's your hat size? Uh, you know, like I or be like, oh, hey, y'all have y'all have bathing suits, right? You don't need to go out and buy like you. You have you'd be prepared for, a, you know, you have bathing suits. That's uh, true. No, 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 uh, no relation to episode 100. OK, I've been throwing them off the scent. Because right now they think that they're going to uh, be wearing hats and do a water slide or something. I don't know. Uh, hey, uh, do you guys have any dietary restrictions that we need to know about? <laughs> hey, don't 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 bring your phone. No reason. <laughs> Just leave it at home. Oh shit! Uh, it's gonna be fun. I I've, I'm very much so looking to this hundredth episode celebration. I got to be honest. Just saying that we've hit one hundred episodes is crazy it's bonk ours that's wild like i listen to big podcasts that they do their hundred episode celebrations i'm like damn how do they do this and and now i'm here i know how they do this because i do this you started at the bottom now we're here well not yeah in a couple weeks well yeah okay you're right we're you know almost there yeah this episode then songs we missed volume four then we're there songs we miss volume four and we're gonna be doing a fago on that episode as well so that's gonna be fun we are we Uh, are what kind is it um i do not have them with me i don't know which which kind do we still have left it's pineapple watermelon yeah we just have one left pineapple and watermelon right yeah that's it that's That's gonna be good i'm I'm very excited for that one i I also have a red pop up there but i'm saving it for the hundredth episode (laughs) oh you just spoiled the surprise was that a surprise because i just thought i just decided that in the moment (laughs) oh i thought you were gonna just pull it out and surprise the jj boys like look at what i've got and they're gonna be like you don't like red pop oh no i yeah they know i have a red pop and that i've been saving it for their next appearance oh okay well then it's not a surprise to them before yeah no it's not a surprise 
Uh, yeah, I got my red pop. I'm going to be drinking it on our hundredth episode. So I'm going to have two, two episodes in a row with a Fago. Well, I'm going to have a, a root beer. Cause I, I have an extra root beer. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're deciding to treat yourself for the hundredth episode. Oh I'm yeah. Not. I'm going to pamper myself while you torture your taste buds. Oh, Pam. I'm going to pamper my palate while you torture your taste buds. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Y'all, until episode 99, until next week, if you would like to comment on this story time or say anything that Eric got factually incorrect, which would be strange, or if you're Leech and you want to send us the photo, Eric, how can they reach out to us? Or yeah. leech out to us, if you will. Or if you're any of the people I brought up in this and you're like, hey, would you please fucking stop talking about me on your stupid show? <laughs> uh, you can find us. All the links to everything that we've got are our social channels, our email, our Patreon, our merch site. All of it is on our website, icpwwe.com. You just go there and then just you there. can you can support us. You can reach out to us you can follow us you can listen to our playlist of songs that we've been selecting for almost 100 episodes it's all there it's all there eric what would you do if somebody did reach out and say hey can you do me a favor and eternal sunshine of the spotless mind me because i'm tired of being in your episodes i'd feel bad i'd feel bad that i I hopefully I'm not saying anything bad about it. Leech might not be super happy about it, although maybe he would be. I don't know. But uh, he could be. Who knows? I, I mean, Leech is a nice guy or maybe he's not. I haven't talked to him in 20 some years. Say, do you, you, you don't know what he's doing now. Do no, you? no idea. No, mm. no idea. But uh, yeah, uh, hopefully nobody is unhappy because I'm sharing mostly very fond memories of my times with all these people. And I. I I couldn't have had these memories without them. They they're all part of my story, and I'm so happy to have known them all. So, fuck yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think that you speak highly of of everybody that that comes up in your stories. You know, good. That I can talk some shit on people highly of. if we, if you want. Those are you know what those are going to be the Patreon ex- exclusive episodes. <laughs> We're going to put out where you're, Eric's just like yeah. When I said that about that one person in the main episode, I fucking lied. They're a bitch. No, I would never you do that. I mean? But I will do special episodes where I just pick people from my life that I didn't like and just fucking rip them apart for a half hour. Hey, that'd be fun. Yeah. In therapeutic, I would I would feel like probably probably. I can't wait till you we know, get to the Aaron I, episode. Oh yeah, it's gonna be, that one. Hey, set a, set aside more than half an hour for that one. Yeah. Um, uh, Eric, Aaron. thank you so much, and I also want to thank a few other people. Yeah, Rob, Viron, and Corey are top tier patrons. Thank you all so much for the continued support, y'all. On our website, icpwwe.com, you can find our Patreon where we have three amazing tiers that gives you, uh, you know, some cool stuff. We also have our merch site where you can buy your brand new merch that says, I went to the ICP show, but all I got was this photo of Leech's Leech. Um, Look for that. We probably shouldn't do that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look for it or not. Probably it's not going to be there. Don't look for it. But there is other cool stuff there. I would also like to thank. Once more, Jiggles. Chuck, can you cue inspirational music? Thanks. Sure. Here you go. <laughs> Jiggles, you heard the call to action. You took up your gauntlet and you said, I will stand no more for Google being my browser home. I will not be trapped by Big Tech's firm grasp. Big Tech's? Yes, that no. guy at the fair? Yes, the, the guy at the fair is firm yet supple grasp I won't stand for it anymore and you went to your keyboard and you flex your fingers in the correct position with F and J being your home keys and you typed www.icpwwe.com it loaded onto the most beautiful webpage you have ever experienced in your life and you clicked the necessary buttons that you need to click to make it your homepage and for that, I thank you. And anybody out there 
If you would like to be thanked and shouted out on this episode or next episode, not this one, actually, make our website your goddamn homepage and send us proof. And also go check out that Jiggles X Schmeave project. I think it's I think Gray Note Records is where you go to find it. Let me check yes. just to make sure. Make a donation. The money goes to a good source. Uh, Gray Note. Trevor Project is a fantastic organization. Absolutely. One of, my, one of my favorites. One of my favorites to give to. Yeah. There you go. Gray Note. Just look up Gray Note Records. It's on there. Uh, you can also go to Jiggles, J-I-G-G-L-Z dot Bandcamp dot com and get it. Can we can we link it in the description? Yeah, it's okay. done. We'll it's link there. It in the description. It's there. Let's scroll down, idiot. Stupid. It's been there the whole fucking time. Y'all, thanks for hanging with us today. For Eric, I'm Aaron. We go whoop whoop. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Fuck, I lost my notes. Oh, my God. Okay. Just write new notes. You want me to do the whole thing again so you know what I talked about? Just do the whole episode real quick? Yeah. Yeah, we can do the episode again. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I love wheat. Shredded Mick wheat. Shredded wheat. Shredded wheat. Shredded wheat. Shredded wheat. Shredded wheat. Shredded wheat.